Like Connor's fighting in two weeks. That's major. Yeah, and then the Super Bowl. If the Chiefs make it, you could already like Jay. You're not going to make it up. I understand, but you could already know my shit's going to look like a fifth grade, like a seven year old. No, 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 a fifth grade birthday party for a kid, and the mom is super excited. I'm going to have Chief balloons, fucking cake. It's I'm, uh, just speakers going. There's going to be fucking. It's just going to be crazy. It's two TVs showing the game. It's going to be fucking nuts. Absolutely bonkers. Jeez. But it all really depends on. I'm so worried. I'm, I'm more worried about this game than I am about next week. Let me go. I mean, you could have a couple good ones. Like if Chiefs have to play, who are they playing this week? They're playing uh, Cleveland and then Cleveland, Buffalo back to back. Yeah. Cleveland, Buffalo, or Cleveland Ravens. That'd be harder than any game they played last playoffs. Yeah, I feel like uh, absolutely, absolutely, definitely. This, these two teams right here, even though I haven't heard anything yet about uh, the offensive line, you got two boys that went to the locker room and didn't come back out. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. Maybe you don't have an offensive line next week. but I mean, nothing seemed catastrophic, but you no, never I mean, they know. Both, they both walked out, so it's like yeah. I'm, I was definitely counting on them being back next week. But I don't know. Cleveland is like – Cleveland was already missing a guy with COVID, though, and he's coming back. Yep. Ward's coming back. Best, they got uh, best, coming right, back. best right guard in football. Yep. So that's good. And then, and then you get your coach in the house. So it's like that, even though it didn't really look like you needed Kevin in the house, you're definitely going to need Kevin in the house for this game. But, no here's, but here's what you need. You need Denzel Ward and you need Greedy Williams because – In the back. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like that was uh, pathetic to say that like – Basically, they needed that 28 nothing lead because their entire defensive scheme was pressure and don't give up more than like 12 yards. Like, yeah, no, That's, no, no big plays. Basically, like, try to run clock as best we can. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, they they won the game, they had the bounces they needed, they got the pressure they needed. Uh, but you you can't just if you try to play that against the Chiefs, it's not gonna it's it's gonna like the Bucks tried to do that and Tyreek Hill had two hundred yards in like the first quarter. So you just can't do that. So no. it'll be interesting. But I mean, man, the if the if that attitude brown show up and that pass rush shows up, I don't know if Olivier Vernon's coming back, but just having Miles Garrett who's maybe one of the few people in the league who truly does not give a shit about hitting Patrick Mahomes. Yep. That could, that could be something. I'm just saying it could be something, could be nothing. Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, you want to, you want to open us up this week or you want me to do it? Um, no, I could open it up. <clears throat> You're guaranteed.
no guarantee on the market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Money Back Guaranteed, but not truly guaranteed. I am your host, Angel. I am here with your co-host, Jay Wernus. How you doing, boss? Doing well, man. Doing well. Episode man. two. Episode online two. Online officially. And what a great start to come out here and say, hey, man, I'm a genius, man. I had it all figured out last week. I was six for six. I I was, I didn't miss. I was like Baker. I, was, I didn't miss. Except for, you know, I missed four. But, you know, I was, I was it's playoff time. More importantly, you went 0 for 3 on Saturday, which was, <laughs> I, you know, we, we both. Money back guarantee. I mean, even if the money was, if the money back was guaranteed, we would, we would be broke. We can't do no, that. Yeah, no. uh, for this very reason, I was, I was dying laughing mm-hmm. Sunday morning, re-listening to the podcast. I just like, you weren't just wrong. You were like oh, really wrong. The opposite, like 41, 14 bucks. Hey, right. According you know, to plan. Hey, the bucks won. Yeah, I you mean, know, I got that part right. I didn't fair, think it was gonna be like that. To be fair, we're talking units, and uh, Cleveland bailed you out big time, plus five hundred money line. <laughs> yeah, because holy shit, man! I mean, who Tyler Haneke coming out of nowhere and having a spectacular game? Your boy Alex Smith comes out and says, "It's not COVID. It's not an injury. It's a functionality issue." my man that was like oh you can't make your calf function oh you why are you out here sir i hey it's a great story it's a great story but you got to come 100 percent. you got to come 100 percent. because at the time that a team needs a quarterback at the time that you need one you got to put in tyler haneke and that is not a good look hey he made the game fun because guess what? Tampa Bay's defense fucking sucks. But you can't look like that. I I can't wait. I haven't seen the Tom Brady video yet. I hope he mentioned something about Chase Young being too young because he was a rookie that game. Did nothing. Nothing at all. I'll tell you what, man. The Bucks offensive line looked really good. And I... I kind of I kind of forgot just how good the Washington defense is just because they're never like on a primetime game. I don't really no. watch and I I'm not a huge fan of any team in the NFC East, so there was no real reason for me to watch any Washington football. If you had to pick one team, terrible 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 uh quarterback play. Everyone loves the NFC East because how bad it is. If you had to pick one team out of there, who would you want to be a fan of? I mean, right now it's a Washington football team. Uh, they, I feel like, like, I feel like the Eagles. In, number four defense in the league. Eagles need to go back to their Kelly Green uniforms from like the 90s or those, the 80s. Those would be really dope. But I feel like the Eagles have such a good future coming up 
and they Man. and they're and they're interviewing Robert Sala and they're interviewing Bienemy. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that because <laughs> I do want to talk about uh, something the Eagles desperately yep. need, uh, which is wide receivers. Uh, but right off the bat, uh, before we can we can go football all day. Let's right. talk. Uh, let's talk NBA for a quick minute. They might. Uh, they might not. They one. They hate the process, and two. They might take a two week break, just right in the middle of the season. I mean, I feel like that's probably your best thing to do because right now you got games canceling six hours before they're even going to start. You got teams flying in to get canceled. It's not a good look right now. I, I feel like they're really handling this awfully, awful, awful. The they bubble really, was probably their best bet last year for sure. At the same time, I it feel like I just saw an interview with Dame Lillard. He uh, was talking about how he doesn't do anything. Goes to practice, he goes home, and he lives on his phone. Like, hmm. that's all he can do. I think the NBA needs to start coming down harder on the Kyries and the Hardens for going out and, like, breaking protocol. Because in the NFL, like, you break protocol, you come down with COVID – there's less games. It's a different league, but you get like, you can cost your team big time. Like mm-hmm. they're not, they're not canceling games for, for no reason. Right. And there's, there's pretty steep punishments for, you know, breaking COVID protocol. I, I'd like to see the NBA get more proactive because they're going to, I mean, they're already playing earlier than they want to because they're down revenue. Like they can't afford to just be canceling games. You're not losing out on fans or anything, but If you shorten the season too much, you're shortening your revenue. And I'd like to get the Seattle Supersonics back, but not that badly. (laughs) Uh, I feel like, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got to punish these players more. You got to find a way. You're going to get fined. You're going to cost your team. We're not going to cancel games. I feel like if there is a, a blatant, COVID exposure or you're out breaking protocol, I feel like those games need to be forfeited and those games got to be counted on the players, man. The NBA is the NBA is so tough. And we wanted to talk about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving is so good. He basically just said, uh, I don't feel like playing. I'll be back sometime. Yeah. And the Nets are like, yeah, he's he's got a personal thing going on. So he'll be back sometime. It's it's tougher in the but, NFL than in the NFL because in the NFL, like if you take away a team's like first round draft pick for that's major for COVID protocol, oh that's terrible. But you take away Brooklyn's first round draft pick, first off they might not even have one. Second off, it's going to be most likely at best a role player. Yeah, you know it's hard when you talk about seeding in the NBA because of the way the lottery is set up you don't necessarily hurt a team by taking away a win. Right. I feel like, and they forfeit against the wolves. You're actively hurting the Timberwolves because they might be in the lottery again next year. Mm -hmm. And if you give them that win that they don't earn, you're not helping their team. You know, I feel like no one's really looking at that. No one's really looking lottery and stuff like that. None of these teams will say it. No one's really tanking on purpose. That's how their shit is. So forfeiting games and letting teams like the Wolves 
that are in a position where they've lost some games because Cat's out, but now Cat's back, and now they're winning games. They won two games in a row. Those forfeited games against a net team that is like a Kyrie that wants to go to a birthday party without a mask, reportedly. No, you, we're not going to cancel a game. We're not going to no. We're not going to postpone it for another night. You took that loss because you wanted to go to that birthday party. Now you got to explain to thirteen guys that sit next to you in that jersey, the twelve guys in suits, and you got to explain to your fan base that hey, I wanted to go to my niece's birthday party. Sorry that we are now out of the playoffs because we're down two games. I mean, at the same time, he's just not coming back. Yeah, he's just not. It, it's so he he's a character. He's a true character on what he's truly doing. I mean, he's been building this character since he's left Cleveland. And hey, man, you are free spirit. This and that. That's cool, man. But you have a job. That's what's that's what's so wild about the NBA. It's like that story. Uh, what I think it was the Cowboys where. Uh, Steve or Troy Aikman was falling asleep in meetings and then the backup fell asleep in a meeting and uh, Jimmy Johnson just cut him. Yep. And they go, well, Steve Young goes, well, Steve Young or uh, sorry, Troy Aikman was asleep. He goes, yeah, but, but he's Troy Aikman. You're not like Kyrie could just basically that's man, it's so wild with the epic Kyrie. Just do whatever he wants. And they got Kevin Durant and guess what? Kevin Durant doesn't feel like playing. They could still win and beat the Sixers with without them. It's yeah. it's just crazy how just the depth that, that team is set up. And you know, it's it's definitely interesting because that was the team before the season. Everyone's like, can the locker room hold together? And man, they're they're just taking the NBA in a completely different direction. I feel like the Nets are playing a game with just two more guys. I feel like even though that Kevin wasn't playing last year and Kyrie was hurt, I feel like they were still influencing those guys. I feel like they were still talking. They were still kind of there building because that was their idea. Their idea was to go to a team where they could go there and kind of have a little flexibility on what they want to do coach-wise, player-wise. And you seen last year, there was like a, there's a guy on that team that has the same step back move that Kyrie or that KD has. And he's tall and lanky like KD and he makes the right moves like space on the name, but you could see that those guys have been worked on with the, with KD and Kyrie so they can win games. Also they're in the East, man. I mean, shit, you could go 19 and 42 and I don't even know the math and you could still make the eighth seed the east man man it's uh it's wild how the nba That's why has probably changed. hanging out it's wild how the nba has changed in even you know 10 years and i don't i don't know if you want to just call it the lebronification of the nba but the load management Kawhi playing his first back-to-back games in like three years I, I, I don't know it's it's wild how I mean, it's great for the players, but I think you're kind of screwing over a lot of teams and a lot of players in other sports because, I mean, it it's kind of like baseball when they're whenever they talk about like shorting it to shortening it to seven innings or shortening it to, you know, 100 games, you're 
really drastically skewing the record books because LeBron can add, you know, five, maybe more years to his career by not only, you know, the technology we have in physical therapy and rehab and taking care of your body, but in just not playing that many games, selecting when he can play, playing limited minutes, stuff that, you know, your Jordans, your birds, your magics, they didn't do. Right. So it's, it's interesting and it's, it's gonna keep continuing to evolve, especially if Brooklyn can make a long run, potentially compete here for a championship. I don't, That's should we the, shorten the NBA season? Is that what the players want? Is because shortening players, shortening the season up, making every game more critical has the mindset for players and coaches like you can't sit out this many games but you also you, can't do that and raise a salary cap something's got to give guys and you the revenue's not there so i mean i hate the i hate the take i think it's kind of lazy but it is something to think about like we don't have fans in the stands right now obviously but mm-hmm. if i'm coming into town to see you know LeBron James see the Lakers and the Timberwolves are not very good right now. Um, I'm going to be kind of bummed if I, they only come to town once, maybe twice a year. If COVID keeps up, they're going to come into town even less. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to have those superstars come to your auto market games. It's the best tool you have to sell the league. And they still do make a substantial amount of money on ticket sales. Right. Well, you know, NBA, I don't know. They, I feel like they definitely need to get a lot more stricter or after this two weeks, everyone go back into the bubble. Like we can't – this is not working. So either we we either go regionally and we all play somewhere south or north or wherever has the less cases right now and fluctuate that way because right now you're canceling games, what, what was it, the last one that just got canceled? Four hours before the game? Was it Boston and Miami? Yeah, Boston and Miami got canceled, and they were supposed to start in like three hours. Did they alter the scheduling at all this year, or are they playing normal schedule? I think they're just doing normal schedule, and I think they're just adding – I think they're adding a week at the end if, it there's, might, plays, if, there's, if there's games that need to be played. It might be too late. I do really like what the NHL is doing where they've reshuffled all the divisions to be like uh, regions. Mm -hmm. So there's basically uh, one division that's all Canada. There's one that's East. There's one that's West. There's one that's Central. And then you don't play anybody outside of your division until the playoffs. So top two teams in each division make the playoffs. So all the Canadian teams are localized to Canada they're mm-hmm. not going to travel into the United States. If you're on the East Coast, you're not going to travel very far. You're also limiting exposure by only playing the same teams over and over again. Right. I do think that's a smart way to do it. I think it might be too late for the NBA to try something like that. And, you know, I don't. And it's the idea of it. Without, without, um, without fans in the stands, mm-hmm. I really don't know that you lose a ton by by trying something like that. So I wish they would have considered it earlier. Yeah, because that idea would be absolutely amazing because 
you're putting all these teams in their own region and you're also changing up who you're playing. So you're seeing the Lakers against the Warriors. You're seeing the Lakers against Portland. You're seeing Lakers against the Suns. That's a really good division out West. And in the middle, you have the same thing. You got the Bulls, Indiana, the Wolves, Oklahoma. Then you could put all the Dallas teams in there too. That's another solid division right there. And the East Coast teams are all the same thing. I mean, if you went east, west, north, and south, you could uh, – not only would you get to see different teams, but it would be nice to uh, watch some of these L.A. teams, the Warriors and the Lakers, just kind of beat themselves up mm-hmm. and give some of the smaller market teams in, like, the central area and some of these small market teams have more of a shot to make the playoffs. And also be on TV so you could see all these stars. Yeah. Because then you get Tuesday, West Coast, Wednesday, Central, or whatever. Thursday, East, and then Friday night, whatever, South. Yeah. And you get all these teams to finally show. You can see your bookers on a daily basis. You can see your Trey Youngs and all the guys that you kind of miss because they're either playing – Nobody are they playing like I would love to see Lonzo or Lonzo and LaMelo more. That game that they had a couple nights ago was pretty great. I would love to see his development more because now after being on TV that night, I, I don't think I see him until maybe mid-February. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to figure it out without NBA TV. It's a lot of work for me to find some of these out of market games too. Mm-hmm. And with uh, Sinclair, it's hard for me to even watch the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. which is wild. That's crazy. That's super crazy. Yeah, regional Fox is a, a pain in the ass right now. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, it'll man. be interesting. Hopefully they don't have to lock down, but, you know, the efficacy of the vaccine and whatnot, I don't really think there's a way around it. I think you just got to get smarter. I mean, I could see a shutdown when the vaccine is more available to them. I could see a two-week shutdown to get that done if players are going to take it and shit. Because I mean, there's even, no point in shutting down if you're not going to take it. I mean, even if it means, like, players and their families all move into, like, the same, like, floor of a hotel instead of going to a bunch of different, like, apartments, maybe that's an option. I don't know. But the NBA has got to throw some of their weight behind something because – you need you can't be you can take a couple weeks off here but you can't keep taking weeks off right and you can't keep canceling games otherwise you're just gonna, otherwise ones. yeah otherwise you're just going to have to cancel the season and just wait cuz everyone said to push this season off until like they wanted to push it off until here march april they wanted to start now yeah or, yeah, they wanted to, and then they, they just, what, they were going to lose, like, a billion dollars if they did that? Mm-hmm. Which, so, like, uh, no. Which, yeah, they, they might be losing it anyways. We'll see. Pretty much. <laughs> so, anyway, basketball. Basketball is a complete cluster right now. NFL just kind of heating up, though. Uh, free agent class. It's going to be super interesting this year. I know we've been talking about it off pod mm-hmm. pretty frequently just because I, I I don't know about you. I can't remember a year, at least in the last, you know, five, ten years, 
where there were so many skill position game breaking players that were potentially going to be available. I know right. we talked about the um, Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Eagles are very hurting, very much hurting for wide receivers right now. Um, I happened to see something today that I sent to you and I wanted to talk about uh, basically the 2021 free agent class is absolutely loaded. You're talking Allen Robinson yes. who said, um, uh, threw a little bit of shade today and said they had 12 months to come up with something if Chicago wanted him to stay, but he's open to whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Chris Godwin, who's not coming off a great playoff performance. Uh, Kenny Galladay, a little banged up this year. They definitely look like they're rebuilding. Antonio Brown, who's coming around. We'll see what happens with him and his legal issues. Uh Corvette, Corvette, Juju. Corvette, Corvette. Let's see you get paid out here with this big list of guys. Yeah, and what he said, uh, I miss playing the outside. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know if you're going to have that option. No. I don't. Maybe. Uh, anyway, we'll Corey, Corey Davis, T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, AJ Green, who's coming off a franchise tag, I believe, right? Or yep, he's he's coming off the tag. Coming off the tag, um, and then on top of that, you have Jamar Chase, Just arguably exactly. the best receiver on LSU's championship team, who didn't play very much this season. I think he only played two, three games before he said yep. to focus on the draft. And then you have, arguably, as Skip Bayless says, G- could be Jerry Rice in Devonta Smith. <sighs> <laughs> the Heisman winner. Yeah. Devontae so, Smith. So, I mean, as much as you like to look at, I know we talked last week about Houston. Deshaun still very much it sounds like he wants out. He's Andre, gone. Speaking of uh, wide receivers, very good wide receivers, Andre Johnson chimed in. Who Andre Johnson, I don't think I've heard him publicly speak on anything, even when he was playing. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, Deshaun, get out. And then uh, as that man walked into that organization, everything has fallen apart. Get out. And then uh, what is it? <laughs> unrelated. This is unrelated. But uh, Arian Foster said, yo, I don't follow football anymore. So I don't know who he's talking about. But if Andre's talking, you should listen. <laughs> and I'm not sure if he didn't know who Jack Easterling was or if. Uh, Adrian Foster legitimately doesn't know who Deshaun Watson is. You know, it could be either one. You know, could be either one. But (laughs) but anyway, uh, very interesting class of free agents. I think in terms of trading now, Julio is on the market. Julio's on the market. Yes, Julio's on the market. If anything, though, with this free agent class, excuse me, I think that hurts some of these values for people like Julio, some of the older receivers. uh, I think you might see one or more of these wind up getting severely underpaid from what we thought a couple years ago in new England. Uh, But at the same time, I know specifically we talked about Philly, but Philly, Houston, 
Brandon Cooks apparently doesn't want to get traded again, and I don't know <laughs> how long he's under contract for, but he wants to stay in Houston Good with luck. Deshaun. But again, Deshaun goes. Deshaun goes, and then what are you going to do? You <laughs> still want to stay? You know? He probably um, does because maybe he has like finally found a home that he likes that he doesn't have. To, he finally finished unpacking for once in his career. Yeah, this is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Man has been on seven teams in the last four years. I think he's on his rookie contract still, dude. No, he's on his second deal. He's, oh, he's on his second deal. The Rams gave him that huge deal oh, and then traded him. Right, that's right. It is funny. He's the only the second receiver in NFL history to do. Uh, to get a thousand yards with four different teams. He's on year seven. And the only other play to, player to do it is Brandon Marshall. And it took him like 15 years. <laughs> Jeez, man. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but Hey man, you know what? Stay in Houston. No matter who your quarterback is, it's probably best for you. Seems like a nice guy. I mean, his issue is just that he's, he's mostly a vertical threat and he has concussion issues, but yeah. That's neither here nor there. So anyway, like looking at this list, this um to me at least suddenly makes especially a guy like Bienemy taking a job in say Philadelphia, uh taking a job in Houston much more or even in like the New York Jets organization. Robert Sala's going there twice now. So yeah. I think I think I that's that. I think that's it. But I mean, crazy. You look at you can potentially offer two of these guys, and suddenly you have a pretty stout receiving core. Absolutely. You take two guys off this list. I think taking away Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, and Curtis Samuel because I feel like Curtis Samuel needs more work. Yeah. Any two of these guys is elite. If you're the Eagles, you have to look at this list and go. Who is my starting quarterback? Because if it's Hurts, I grab two different guys if it's Wentz. Honestly, if I'm Wentz, I want Allen Robertson, and I also want a Corey Davis. Those guys are big guys that are also quick that can catch the ball. If I am Hurts, I want a Godwin, and I want a Galladay, guys that could break off routes and catch the ball and get going. I feel like that's who you're looking at, but you have to see who your coach is. You got to see who's going to be in the building because if whoever it is, if the enemy comes in and goes, ah, Wentz is my guy. Do you put Hurts back on the bench and have him hang out? Or if you pick, if you pick up Hurts and put him as your starter, you got to trade Wentz, right? You have to. I, I don't right. think they can be in the same locker room. I just don't think it's a good idea. And I I don't know what their owner's thinking, but you also got rid of uh, Doug Peterson today. So, yeah. you know, I think everybody they interview, they I, I would be asking them in the room, who would do you want, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? And what is your plan to get rid of the other one? <laughs> you know? Yeah, who? Because who's your GM? Was Doug Peterson the GM too? Uh no, I think they have no. a GM. Cause so that's your GM's job. Your GM should be doing that right now. Right after I think, they, I think they let go of their GM too, didn't they? Oh shit! 
I don't know. That would be tough. Buccaneers have 28 million in cap space. It's wild that they're letting Godwin be a free agent. They might talk to him after the season. Howie Roseman is the. Oh yeah, Howie Roseman is a, a legend there. I think he's he's been there for 21 years. That's interesting. Yeah, and he can't uh, he can't draft wide yeah, receivers. He, yeah, and he got one Super Bowl in those 21 years. What did I was reading something today? Um, in the last seven drafts, the Eagles have drafted, I believe it was 93 players, mm-hmm. and they have had one Pro Bowl season out of them, and that was Carson Wentz. One year went to the Pro Bowl. Jeez. Right. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, at that point, I don't like – At that point, you just trade your picks. You just trade your picks. Go get a guy. Eagles would be perfect to go trade your first-round pick and go get Julio Jones. Yeah, honestly, at that point – if I'm them, you have to just not be taking any skill positions and just go pay for them. Mm-hmm. Draft absolutely. Uh, draft linebackers. Draft corners. Draft D backs. Offensive linemen. Yeah. Defensive linemen. You got to just draft draft big boys. They and they pan out much. Pay more. and just pay for your weapons because you just can't draft them, man. Eh, I get it. Houston, if you could find a way to keep Deshaun down there. Bro, anyone on this list. Uh, Will Fuller stays. If he could stay healthy, that'd be cool. Um, I don't know. I, I say go get a big, big body guy for him. I think Kenny Galladay could be the best receiver in the league. I, it's hard to say with Detroit, but when Stafford is healthy, when he has a good quarterback, he was hurt this year, but he's just electric. He's got mm-hmm. all the tools. He, Detroit is just wasting him. He needs to get out of there. Yeah. You know who's another team that needs receivers? Denver. Denver needs receivers, but they also they might need to figure out their quarterback situation too, because Drew Locke might not be that guy. No, I uh I actually don't mind uh Carson Wentz or Sam Darnold, somebody with a big arm going there. That'd be nice. John Elwin definitely needs a quarterback. Well, he's stepping he can't away. Draft him. Oh, really? He well I think he like the way they phrase it. He like promoted himself, but he's not. He's not GM. He's gonna like oversee the scouting and GM or something like that. He's gonna be like the president of player personnel or something like that. Something. So I mean, pretty much saying uh, we need you here, but well, we don't want to fire you, but. You know, we can't have you do this job anymore. <laughs> I mean, they they might be due for a shakeup too. I I wouldn't be surprised if they get rid of Von Miller, especially after what's going on in the off season. Uh, oh yeah, but I I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Get rid, try to draft somebody even maybe and rebuild around you know Jerry Judy and a young offense. Yeah, but yeah. they definitely need to figure out a quarterback situation. I feel like getting a vet, a guy that in the league would help them yeah but yeah i mean right now 2021 free agent class chris godwin's gotta start catching some of these balls four for 11 in his first playoff game it's not how you get paid dude but i i like brady said i have the best hands he have ever seen it's on my resume pay me 90 million (laughs) so i mean at this point 
at this point, if I'm just looking at the last uh, four games, I'd take Antonio Brown over Chris Godwin right now. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like also Antonio Brown doesn't go anywhere. I feel like he's definitely going to stay in Tampa. Um, Too willing to stay with Tom. I don't think he wants to play with anyone else. No, that's why I don't think he should go anywhere else. I feel like he's controlled right there in Tampa. So I even I won't say like control, like you know he should be controlled or anything like that. I'm just saying like now he has the right leadership, mentorship, probably in the best franchise for him to just like, hey man. We need you to stay honed in because we need a ring. Once we get this done, then you can go party and do whatever you want. I mean, keep in mind when uh, when he got cut from – he was doing really well with the Patriots. He was doing really well. Tom's a great uh, parole officer for him, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Uh, when he when he freaked out again was when they, they cut him for more stuff that came out that had already happened. Right. It wasn't something he did additionally. So that that is something to keep in mind with with Tom there. He doesn't seem to get into too much trouble. That could be it. I mean, that could. How old is uh thirty one? Yeah, Brown's thirty one. So play with Brady for two more years, stay there for whoever's there, and get your money, man. I mean, yeah. Rebuild uh, your career somehow because you're only 31 and you could play for another six, seven years. You have the skill to do it. Just don't let this off-field bullet. Don't get into any more off-field shit. You'll be fine for your next quarterback. It does get interesting when you start looking at, like, the Colts. I think the Colts could completely reload. I think T.Y. has to move on unless yeah. he's going to take a hometown discount. But there are a lot of – receivers and quarterback combos with all the free agent quarterbacks we have coming into next year Mm -hmm. that some of these are going to be some of these teams are going to look completely different there are some teams that are going to pull you know the equivalent of a Buccaneers getting Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown Mm -hmm. and I could see like a Kenny Galladay and a Matt Stafford going to you know hypothetically Denver or something like that or going to even New England and just lighting it up. New England's got sixty million in cap space, and if you want to talk about doing a terrible job at drafting wide receivers, Bill Belichick can call Howie Roseman, and they can talk about some things. <laughs> I feel like a team that might do some some real soul searching this off season is definitely going to be Jacksonville. I feel like Jacksonville should find a way to snag a quarterback that. Now hear me out. Now hear me out. Hear Not me out. With the one overall they, pick, they need to no. They need a vet in there that could like not. So you know, everyone knows that Trevor is going to fucking be the guy, but you need to bring in like a fucking Bortles, Blake uh, Bortles uh, back to something, somebody behind him that can just like, hey man, this is how it goes. Now let me show you some weapons. And the best guy on this list to get him absolutely should be a Marvin Jones and a Will Fuller, someone that can extend this field for him and let him throw the ball right. Because Jacksonville can go from a team that is one in 15 and go from 14 and three, truly. Because they have a running back that's good. They get a quarterback that's supposed to be the revolution of quarterbacks. You get them enough weapons, 
And then after two, three, four, five, six, seven, 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 all your seven round picks that you have, all defense. You don't touch anything else. Go pay for your receivers. Bring in a backup quarterback that could teach Trevor Lawrence a thing or two. And also, read. I think eh, James Robinson is fine. Your offensive line is pretty good, too. Jacksonville's offensive line is pretty good. So you bring in the right pieces. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. I I definitely think that that's going to also – we're a – fantasy and gambling podcast technically mm-hmm. uh fantasy football is going to be very interesting next year because i think there are going to definitely be and we'll talk about this probably most of the summer mm-hmm. there are going to be some very interesting combinations where you're going to look at some new blood in coaching quarterbacks and wide receiver weapons all going to the same place and it's going to be a real shakeup. yeah i feel like this year's fantasy will be the year to chain guys together this year will be your best time to chain guys together your quarterback receiver because they're all going to work out i feel like they're going to work out more this summer than any before because they're going to stay all in the same city they're all going to work out there's nothing else you could do there's no partying i feel like they're going to do all their covid tests and all work out together as teams, I don't think you're going to see this mixing matching shit that you've seen last summer where you've seen Dez work out with Mahomes and Lamar and uh, Josh Allen for a little bit. I don't think you see that this year. I see you're going to see your your Bills receivers stay home. No one's going to go home. Everyone's going to stay in town to get better because I that's think, how you beat the Chiefs. I think the Buccaneers are going to look nasty next year. Just crazy good. If they can keep everybody – they're going to look nasty. I feel like you got to go get more DBs. Yeah. Oh, no. You just need to <laughs> fucking you need to get rid of the DBs you have. They should, If they can get Godwin Flush to sign up. over? They can get Godwin <laughs> to sign a team-friendly deal. They need to find a way to get uh, Harrison Smith or get uh, a veteran safety to pair along with Winfield Jr. You need to get two brand-new corners because they are they're bad. The Vikings will absolutely take your first round pick for her. <laughs> and you could take Harrison Smith. That would be the smartest thing for them, honestly. We'll Harrison Smith is a down the tube now. Just he's getting down the tooth here. Let him go, get paid high, get a new guy. Yeah. Uh, I think if you do that, you just need to make sure you get the best cover corners you can find. Who knows? Maybe uh maybe Tom makes a call, gets Stefan Gilmore to ask for a trade. Oh shit! How many? He signed a year. He signed a big contract though, didn't he? I think he. I don't know. I, there's been a lot of talk about him on the trade block. I think he's only got one year left. Be he might be. He might be a UFA, or not a UFA. I, he might be an RFA. I can see him going to like 49ers or some shit like that. Get traded all the way across the country and shit. I mean. And then that team will be absolutely ridiculous with Gilmore and Sherman. I mean, we'll, we'll see. They said the same thing about Malcolm Butler, and he's just a scrub on Tennessee. Hey, he's not that bad. He's truly not, not that bad. Not that, <laughs> he's not that bad. He's not that bad. He's, he's all not right. as good as he's not as good as his contract. I mean, no, no, <laughs> no. He's no. Like, I mean, he's making eleven, twelve a year. He's still no. on a dumbass contract. Yeah, no, definitely not that. But he's on a he's on a Super Bowl hero. 
number one corner on the Patriots contract. He ain't that guy. He he got that pity. Uh, uh, Belichick benched me at the Super Bowl contract. Like I was supposed to be great, bro. I don't know what Bill was talking about, bro. Pay me well. Now we see why Bill didn't pay you. <laughs> now we see why he benched you. He's seen it before anyone else, man. Bill moves off guys right before the Super Bowl. He doesn't give a fuck. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Oh, shit, man. All right. So, playoff weekend, man. The You got to sit here and tell me truly, truly, Sunday is going to be the best or the worst day for you in playoffs, bro. That's plain and simple. So I told my wife, I said, she's been itching with COVID. She's like, we got to we gotta go on a trip. I want to go hiking. I want to go to the North Shore. I want to go blah, blah, blah. I want to go to Duluth. I made the mistake. Like two months ago, I was like, here's the thing. I don't feel like planning anything. You plan it. You book it. I'll go. So Martin Luther King weekend. Everybody's got Monday off. Going with some friends up to the North Shore. We're going to be gone Sunday, Monday. And I thought, you know what? What are the odds? Like, I got all day Saturday to watch football, at least one of the games, because I'm a Browns <laughs> fan. I like Baker a lot. Big Brady fan. Love the Bucks. Um, Sure enough, both of the games I want to watch are on Sunday. What did you expect? You got to know that they were going to put the kid and the vet – on the same Sunday primetime night, knowing, hey, the Browns was just a sweet fucking cherry on top that they fell on Sunday. That Here's was it. Here's the thing. We're going hiking, and it gets dark at, like, 4.30. So, yeah. like, the Bucks game, I'm not that worried about. But now the Browns, I'm like, that's going to be a good game. Playing your Chiefs. It's got some prime trash-talking potential. <laughs> we'll you don't want to miss it. Yeah, TBD. We're going to, this is going to, we've had some conversations. Uh-huh. I think there's a good chance I will be in front of a television set, nice. but I don't know. Uh, otherwise I, I got a, got a hand warmer and I'm just going to tape it to my phone. Got to be <laughs> game casting it. Have <laughs> you Snapchat me updates? I don't, I don't know. We're going to figure <laughs> it out. Maybe you'll FaceTime me your phone. Um, yeah. Maybe because I'm just gonna. You don't want that because it's gonna be touchdown Chiefs and you're just gonna. I told you, Jay. I told you, and then it's just Browns gonna go, be bad. Browns go, Browns go up twenty-eight nothing in the the first quarter, and I just can't get a hold of you, <laughs> bro. My phone died, bro. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you, bro. This fucking phone, man. I swear, shit. No, I hell no. Um. So yeah, I mean. Very clearly, like this coming weekend, at least to and me. And also, 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 if they go down twenty-eight nothing in the first, I'm still not worried. <laughs> I'm oh. still not worried. I'll I'll say this: the Sunday games are way better than the Saturday lineup. 100%. I don't I don't know what they were thinking when they set this up, but like, I like, I'm a little bit biased, probably, but. Like bad finger Jared Goff in Lambo, and after that boring Tennessee Baltimore game and that boring Bills Colts game, like none of these interest me at all. It is 
wild that they're splitting it this way. You know, it's interesting. I feel like they really did this shit to give Aaron a day and to give the other boy. You got four primetime quarterbacks everybody wants to see. Allen, Rodgers, Brady, and Mahomes. Everyone else kind of sits backseat to those guys. Other than that, you got, I don't know. It was it was weird. It was truly weird. I don't I don't know. I don't see Brady playing on a Saturday. And you want all your ratings on Sunday. Everyone's home Sunday. Everyone's not going to go out and party. You can catch the Ravens-Bills game, which is going to be interesting. I feel like it's still going to be a good game. I feel like Lamar might break this crate. I truly feel he might go 200 for 200, bro. Well, let's he go, might go let's, 200, 200. Well, let's get into it. We got uh, Baltimore is actually plus two and a half right now. Okay, as of plus. right now. Not bad. Lamar, they, they came into their way, man. Baltimore came into their way. Dobbins is running the ball well, though. No, he didn't. But they're still they're they're finding a way to win. This is this is Vic football, bro. Finding a way to win, running the ball, figuring the trick of fucking offense. Let me break one for sixty. Let me break one for forty. Dobbins here's the ball. No one's really catching the ball over there. Andrews, that's about it. You can't name the other three receivers. Ah, fuck it. Give Brian a bone, but that's it. Hollywood Brown, sure, go ahead, but go ahead and name the rest of the guys. You can't because that offense is all trickery, and Lamar can find a way to win. That Bills defense is, I would say, bottom two when it comes to the rest of the playoff teams. And Lamar can find a way to fucking sneak through there. It really depends on the weather, too. If it's a cold game and guys don't want to hit, Lamar can really go off for one, but he can't play in the fucking cold either. I mean, Tell me he gets blessed and gets another 38-degree day in, in fucking Buffalo. It's, it's supposed to snow. It's supposed to snow. I mean, that's major did you cause... see I mean, did you see when Lamar tried to like move the ball downfield though against Tennessee? Did not look great. And no. I don't I don't think you can beat this Buffalo team without getting the ball downfield in the air. Especially if they're firing at all cylinders. Because on offense, if you know they're gonna score. And you can't stop them defensively, which your defense is still decent. They still can find a way to stop this team. Uh, Peters, Humphreys, you got guys that can stick with your receivers. That front seven is, ah, it's a little, it's, oh, you know, that defensive line is okay, but that linebackers are a little iffy about the linebackers. And Allen that likes to take off and run big and all this other shit, you know, it's going to be interesting. It could be a, a, uh, it could be a trap game for the Bills. Under but, 49 and a half. Nah. Well, I mean, with the snow, yeah, I'll take it. If it's going to snow heavy, yeah, I'll take it. If there's any snow, I'll take it. I just feel like the only way that hits is a Bills blowout. That's what my gut says. Yeah, because yeah, I only see the Ravens only putting up like 24. Do you think Marcus Peters covers digs the entire game? Nah, no, they got Matt Humphreys on the other side. I think they could switch. They'd be all right. I see Diggs winning either of those battles. I don't see Diggs losing a lot of battles nowadays, bro. No. Give it to the Rams, maybe, when you get, when you see Ramsey, because he's yeah. a fucking monster. Jalen Ramsey is playing. The way he guards guys is, uh, like, just he hovers, he'll wait, he won't touch you. He has his hand behind his back, knocks it out, and just starts talking shit. He is so perfect right now in a snow game. I try the over the under was or the over under was 49. Okay. 49. It was what the bears. Yes. 
Yes, 49. A chance to win 900. And Aaron goes, what is snow? One, two, three touchdowns to Devontae in the first half. I think uh, under is 46 and a half, which seems super low. I'm taking the over on that. And I'm taking alternative spread of 10 for the Packers to cover. It's going to be one of those games where Aaron looks way too dominant. And he's going to look so good. He's The team's going to look untouchable. Then they're going to crash into a Baltimore or a Tampa Bay team or a Saints team. And that's where Aaron has this weird, what the hell is going on? It's 38 to 7 game. I mean, this will be this will be interesting. I think, uh, yeah, it, it kind of comes down to me to how impactful Aaron Donald can be and who can step up for Green Bay besides Devontae Adams. Yeah. Bum game. Makes no, it's it's crazy, bro. I don't see golf. He did enough to win that game, but he wasn't efficient. And it was all Cam Akers. You know what? Cam Akers and Henderson, all those guys can run the ball and make that defense play on his heels all night, too. You know, it's, it's another week, though. It's another week. Work that play action. You never know. Some, I mean, doesn't take, doesn't necessarily take a lot. No, it doesn't. And if you get Aaron rattled, you can find a way to win this game. If you get to him, but you got to get to him and you got to blitz. You got to be on his ass. And if you blitz and get on his ass, you can find a way to fucking win this game. But you're playing in Lambo, you're playing in the snow, you're playing in the cold, you're here. I, it's going to be tough. 100% going to be tough. I got the Packers winning that one as much as it hurts my soul saying the Packers, but I got the Packers winning that. I'm taking the over. 46? Nuts. I mean, it looks like Cooper Cup is gonna play too. So oh, I thought he was done. I thought so too. It looked it looked, it looked pretty bad. nasty because it was non-contact, and uh, apparently they're still trying to minimize the swelling inflammation, swelling and inflammation. So I don't know. I don't think they've actually released what's actually wrong with him, but uh, it'll it'll be very interesting. I I think I see Green Bay pulling this out, but yeah. It'll be, it'll be worth watching just to see what happens with uh, the Packers playing a good defense because they didn't play a lot of good defenses this year. Mm-hmm. And now you're gonna have to go back to back because either you're gonna play the Rams and then the number one team and the Saints defense and the Bucks defense. Even though the Bucks defense isn't the best, still. That front seven is pretty crazy to play against. So I mean, the thing with the Bucks defense is they're opportunistic. They are they are like the bad Patriots defenses where they'll give up a lot of field goals. They don't give up necessarily a lot of touchdowns, and it seems like if they get one pick, they're getting three picks. Mm-hmm. To the Sunday game, uh, your Chiefs are up plus ten or, or a minus ten uh, over the Browns. Yeah, I'll take uh I'll take you know what? And this is on Tuesday night around nine thirty. I say that because I think that line could shift a little bit depending on who comes off the COVID list for the Browns. Cause I don't if it's, I if don't it's know what's six. up. If it's under six, I'll take Chiefs to cover. It's, uh, it's really high. 
it's really high, especially with I didn't really look to see how many offensive linemen they're going to have because I know they got two that hurt and left the game last week. I know Denzel Ward is coming back. They got a good offensive line coming back. Kevin's coming back, so we calling it from the sidelines. It's all things that really play into it. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, they're, the line they're, is six. I'll take it. So the Browns' backup guard is on IR right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Conklin, their starting tackle, is questionable. Um, yep. I'm not seeing much of a change as of now. I don't think we're going to get an update. I, I'm not going to touch it's early. This. It's Tuesday. R- right now, if it stays plus 10, if Denzel Ward can get activated. I think I uh, I think I would take the Browns plus ten to cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, maybe Sandejo will spear Tyree Kill in the head. <laughs> I don't know. He is the worst <laughs> safety in the league, and I yeah. I don't 100%. know how he keeps getting on teams that I have to watch. Um, but yeah, that'll be a really interesting one. <laughs> ten is, I think ten is just too much. That's a lot. Because the Browns for a playoff game. Well, the Browns looked. I mean, they got some some help against Pittsburgh with like the bad snap and stuff. But <laughs> on all three phases, like didn't miss a kick in Heinz Field. Baker looked good. Running game looked good with three or four backup linemen. They still ran the ball really well, and Kareem Hunt is pissed off. It's. <laughs> 10 is a lot, but yeah. I can see it, man. You got you got this team. You can always rest. It could be like 22 <laughs> and a half in the Super Bowl, and you'd be like, I mean, I can see it, man. Patrick Mahomes is pretty, pretty good. He's good. Like, he's, he's throwing the ball. No, no. Hey, okay. Let's be honest here. I'm me, Chiefs fan here. Here we go. Mahomes had really three really bad weeks before he had his bye week, okay? Throwing picks, not reading the defense, throwing the ball low. He looked really shitty. He found a way to win because that's just like I like I was telling my brother. He's reading defenses. I think he's reading it too slow, and he's just hoping that his arm is strong and he can throw the ball fast enough to beat this fucking defense. But every time it goes, he throws it right. The, the picks that he's getting, he's throwing it right at the guy. Like, he just doesn't see him. Like, they're running a defense he just hasn't seen before, and he's like, oh, shit, there it is. Let me throw it 90. You're throwing it 90 into a deuce chest. He's going to catch the ball. It's an NFL guy. But Andy two Reed, weeks off. Andy Reid has never – I think it's Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes after a bye week. After a bye week or, uh, like, a week off before the playoff bye week, uh, I think the lowest in terms of points he's put up was like 45. He puts <laughs> up like between 45 and 61. So, <laughs> like, I, I again, fuck it. Like, yeah, two weeks off, so you might put up 100. Who knows? I, I think this could be, could be a track meet. This could be like a 45, 42 kind of thing. Uh, Has Baker and Mahomes played off before? Yeah, Baker, Baker beat him in college. Uh, and like 
Mahomes threw for like four TDs and like it was like five TDs and three picks and like seven like seven hundred and sixty yards. Yeah, and was... Baker had like five hundred yards and f- or what I think it was like four hundred yards, seven TDs and <laughs> no picks, and they won the game or something like that. And they then uh, they played the once in the league and yeah. the Chiefs won. I don't remember. I think it was closer. I think it was closer than – I think it was pretty close. Actually, here it says they only played in college that one time. Oh, no, no, no. Here it is right here. Uh, they played once. Yep, they played once. It was in Cleveland, and they got whooped up. Yeah, we took care of business. When was, was that Baker's rookie year, or was that or uh, or was that, that was last year? That was a, that was Mahomes Super Bowl year or MVP year. So that's two years ago. Yeah, two yeah. years ago. That was, I mean, that was Freddie Kitchens, dude. Can't, yeah, can't count, <laughs> can't count can't count anything that Freddie was touching. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the over under? Fifty nine. Fifty six and a half. Ooh, if the track meet. Ah. 56? Yeah, I'll take 56. I'll take the over. I mean, here's the thing. Opened at 54. So, people are definitely hammering that over right now. So, maybe it'll, maybe it'll go down a little bit. We'll Actually, see. it looks like, with the exception of Green Bay and L.A., uh, every game, people like the, every, like the over pretty substantially. Okay. And it looks like people are... Pretty 50-50 on Cleveland-Kansas City, which I expect with that big spread. Um, They're heavy on Baltimore, L.A., and New Orleans based on the spread. Gotcha. But Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Yep. uh, Minus three right now. Over 52. I hate all this t- Drew Brees is going to retire and I'm done conversation that he's having right now because I feel like it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to play my ass off here that I'm done. And he's trying to get his team to hoorah for him and it's not going to work. I think it's over here. I think it's over for the Saints here. Tom Brady has never lost to the same team three times in a year. <laughs> Big stats. I mean – uh, the when uh, when the they lost to the Saints kind of barely week one, mm-hmm. which I don't really count in the Superdome. That was, um, yeah, that was just basically no practice. Like that was just Tom Brady was overthrowing, underthrowing. Mike Evans wasn't where he was supposed to be. Right. All that stuff was going on. Second time they played the Buccaneers had every offensive lineman playing out of position because Ali Marpet was out. Okay. So, like, their center wasn't playing center. Their tackle wasn't playing tackle. Their guard wasn't playing guard. So, this will be – and I think the Washington football team has a much better defense than the New Orleans Saints. So, for the first time all year, I am confident – in the Buccaneers offense, maybe the first time all year. Uh, the Godwin's drops. I, I assume he's not going to do that twice in a row. If he is, he's not getting paid. But <laughs> the issue is these cornerbacks are so bad. Like they made Heineke look really good. 
Mm-hmm. However, I haven't seen their pass rush look that good since they played Green Bay. Right. So, I mean, I got to think if you can get to Breeze and, and Dominican Sue can put him down hard a couple times on those sore ribs, I think that's the best chance. I mean, you got to put Drew, Ble- Drew Breeze down early and often. You got to get Antoine Winfield coming down hard on Michael Thomas. And you got a shot. I feel like the same thing on the other side of the board. If the Saints can get away to Breeze and can find a way to maintain your front seven to Kamara, but also you got to find a way to play Michael Thomas right. Because Michael Thomas are – yeah, you got to play that front seven right. I'm sorry. (laughs) You got to play that front seven right on the defensive side of the ball. Because Kamara's going to go crazy, bro. Kamara's a wild card, man. You ain't going to be able to tame him, bro. He's really good. He's really good. And Thomas looks good. He had the two weeks off before the playoffs. So that ankle's good. He caught the ball well. He's run the ball well. I don't know if you can send Winfield all night. You're going to have to have Winfield play over the top. You're gonna have to play. You you can't blitz as well as much as you as you you might be able to think you can. I just think he needs to come. I just think when he when he comes, he needs to come hard. None of that. None of that soft stuff. You got to come hard and you got to light some people up. You got to. Alvin Kamara takes that wobbly swing pass from Drew Brees because he can't throw the ball that far. Mm -hmm. Uh, Winfield, you got to lower that shoulder. If you if you pop him in the head by accident, take the fifteen, but make sure he feels it. Like you gotta you gotta really come hard and you gotta make Jeez. sure he feels it. Grant Get Williams it. giving a call here. <laughs> Dr. Heat, baby. And you got I and again, I think what Cleveland did uh to Big Ben, I think you can do with Drew Brees. I think you gotta get those hands up. JPP's gotta get that club hand. He did that to Heineke a couple times, and he's good at it. Get that hand up, knock that ball down. Because mm-hmm. Drew Drew's gonna try that that short stuff, and I think you just gotta shut that down. 34, 33 bucks. So you so are you? Does that mean you are taking the New Orleans Saints? Oh, or you're taking the Bucks plus three then? I'm taking the Bucks. Taking the Bucks money line. You know what? I'll take the Bucks money line for sure. I feel very confident that the Bucks are going to win this, no matter how it plays out, bro. Tom, this offense is firing at all cylinders. The defense can find a way to contain Breeze, and if you can stop Breeze, the wild card, sh- the wildcat shit with Hill, I'm not too worried about. You just got to be able to outscore him. Tom need Tom can't have a bad game. At not one quarter of this game, Tom can have a bad game. Moneyline is only plus 152, which isn't bad. Uh, no, I agree 100%. I think Tom's got to play as good as he played last week. And you just can't miss easy throws. Mm-hmm. I think you got to keep – every time they've played the Saints, they've been lacking a lot of motion, play action. I think you got to mix in a lot of that stuff like they did last week. And, yeah, I, I just can't bet against Tom because the poetry of Tom – retiring drew Brees would just be 
too perfect to have him do that to to Peyton and do that to Drew. Uh, and to come back next year and just break all, just make sure he has all the Jews records. Yeah, <laughs> covered yeah. up well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it's gonna be. That's gonna be a game I probably shouldn't watch around other people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, Nat, I'm just gonna watch this upstairs. I'm gonna have to just watch it outside in the parking lot with the <laughs> with the warmer on your glove on your phone, and that's it. Huh? I'm gonna be outside. I'm gonna be okay. outside. Yeah, no, I'll be. Uh, I'll be in the lovely my lovely living room with uh, my 75 inch TV. I told Katie, if you see me really go, Mahomes, what the fuck are you doing? You probably should just, like, go read a nice book downstairs. <laughs> Let me just sit here and not watch. The... <laughs> I wouldn't watch the Saints and Bucks game. I, I would go take a nice little drive. Yeah, I uh, – What the fuck happened? I scare my dog, so I get in trouble. <laughs> they don't like when I yell. I can't yell around the house. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, pups. Yeah. Oh man. But all right, man. Yeah, I'm excited for the wild card weekend. We're gonna or the divisional round. It'll be interesting. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about next week. And we'll uh we'll see. There might be NBA, there might not be NBA. We could talk about if if there's not NBA, we'll just break down my fantasy team because uh the process is not doing so well. But no. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, folks. This was a good episode. I will, we will talk to you next week. Go Chiefs. Go Bucks. I'll say that. I'm, I'm cheering for the NFC team. Also, college really needs to figure out what they're doing because the numbers that we're looking at right now are awful. 18.7 million lowest in the history of the BCS. That's... That's bad. Is Alabama bad for college football? Or is COVID bad for college football? You got rank 11 versus fucking rank number one, man. That's tough. Yeah. Dabble, Dabble called it. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Later.